All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day, and I've got uh, I've got just a whole mess of stuff to talk to you about. Let me get my vlog notes out right now. Um, I do have uh, no, not more nickel, not more nickel. I do have one link that I want to share everybody with uh, with nickel. It's kind of interesting. We're going to be talking about fake grim greens. We're going to be talking about. Batteries, of course, we're going to have beer, shout-outs, first impressions. Uh, unfortunately, again this week, I do not have a retro vaping segment prepared, but I do have something that I'm going to revisit, and I do have a review for things that never got review segment. Um, so, yeah, let's kick this off. Let's just let's just dive right in. YouTube, YouTube is acting strange again. It's come to the point where there's people that I, that, that I will type a big response to, and then I'll click submit and YouTube just goes, nope, and leaves my text there. And I go, okay. So I copy it, I reload the page, I go to the comment, I click reply, I paste my submission, I click submit, and it goes, nope. So <laughs> I don't know what to do. There's nothing I can do. I, there's people that I just straight up cannot reply to and it drives me insane. Additionally, YouTube is continuously continuously marking people as spam who may not necessarily be spam and if you're a person out there that's marking other people's comments as spam that are not spam then you need to stop doing that uh, YouTube has caught all of the badass content you know those cl those click links that used to happen in all the comments like oh I was so skeptical of e-cigs until I clicked this link and got my free starter kit YouTube catches those now but there's a ton of people who are leaving comments uh, if your comment doesn't show up yeah, I mean, that's 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 on YouTube. That's not on me. I have no control over that. Additionally, I do try to reply to a lot of people, but YouTube is, some for some reason, preventing that. It doesn't happen often, but it happens every once in a while. In fact, there was just someone, uh, what was his name? Uh, call it, okay. <laughs> people have interesting YouTube names. Colonator808. Colonator808 uh, left a comment on my video that said, Hey Grim, what's your go-to juice? I remember you used to be all about Donut Pounder, which is my all-day vape, but now I was just curious on what you vape on now. I tried to reply to this guy, and YouTube would not let me submit my comment. So, what you get now is an in-vlog reply, Mr. Colonator808. Yeah, Donut Pounder's bomb. Uh, my all-day vape lately has been uh, Yig from... The Grim Cult line, we changed the name, it's just called Yig now. I have been rocking it lately on this atomizer right here, the Tactical Warhead from Continuous Current on a Vapor Shark DNA 200. It's just been honestly one of my absolutely favorite vapes. Great, oh God, it's great. I like that juice because it's sweet and it pairs with a lot of stuff. It pairs with a lot of beers that I drink and just it's sweet and it's not like a super overpowering threatening flavor additionally uh I mean, my E from Lane Co. Vapor is just uh, is just freaking delicious. I've been rocking it here on this uh, on this tugboat that M Turk put a silly silly build in for me, and I just love it. But yeah, my E is great. In fact, uh, I uh, I paired my E. Oh, I think I said this last week. I paired my E with Jägermeister, and it's uh, it's delicious. My E from Lane Co. Just a delicious vape. Oh, it's good. It's it's so good. And even in three milligram, my um, E has like this throat sensation going on. Like it gives me a nice 
satisfying feeling like I'm inhaling something more than air. In addition to those two juices, uh, lastly, I've been rocking a lot of pink chill from ADV, uh, Amanda's line. Up in Canada, I think it's just uh, I think it's just fantastic. In fact, I'm gonna have a video next week for the Goblin. It is currently full, full of pink chill. I like it. Oh man, I like it. I just like it. It's just uh, it's just delicious. So there you go. So there you go. Colonator 808. I replied to your comment because freaking YouTube wouldn't let me. So I don't want to talk about nickel again. I don't want to talk about nickel again. But I'm just gonna leave this link here. So. Someone sent me this link, and it is the CDC. So, okay, I don't really like the CDC, and I don't necessarily trust the CDC. So coming at it from that standpoint, they do have the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. And then on this website, the ATSDR, they have the Toxic Substances Portal. <laughs> Interesting, the Toxic Substances Portal, and nickel, is on there and it is long it is long and long and it tells you all about nickel but none of this is based on inhalation from what i've read of this it all is talking about actually consuming it they use the term eat a lot like eating nickel so they have a little section down here how can nickel affect my health and it's huge and long and then there's one paragraph that i've highlighted here People who are not sensitive to nickel must eat a very large amount of nickel to suffer harmful health effects. Must eat, eat, <laughs> eat a very large amount of nickel to suffer health, health, uh, harmful health effects. Workers who accidentally drank light green water containing 250 parts per million of nickel from a contaminated drinking fountain had stomach aches and suffered adverse effects in their blood and kidneys. This concentration of nickel is more than a hundred thousand times greater than the amount usually found in drinking water. So they're saying you need to eat or directly consume into your body very large amounts of nickel and even then they had uh, adverse effects including stomach aches and uh, problems with their kidneys, increased proteins in their urine. They say they do mention uh, chronic bronchitis and reduced lung function. The most serious harmful health effects from exposure to nickel, such as chronic bronchitis, reduced lung function, and cancer of the lung and nasal sinuses, have occurred in people who have breathed dust containing certain nickel compounds while working in nickel refineries or nickel processing plants. Again, this is kind of like the popcorn lung thing. It's like, oh, everybody goes diacetyl crazy because it causes popcorn lung, but those cases of popcorn lung were from people working around the diacetyl dust going into their lungs and causing popcorn lung. This is kind of the same thing. This is people who worked in nickel refineries and nickel processing plants, and they were inhaling nickel compounds, and that was causing chronic bronchitis, reduced lung function, and possibly cancer of the lung. Uh, lung and nasal sinus cancers occurred in workers who, exposed, who were exposed to more than 10 milligrams of nickel as nickel compounds that were hard to dissolve, such as nickel sulbsulfite. Sul, this, see, this is why I'm not a scientist. 
Exposure to high levels of nickel compounds that dissolve easily in water, soluble, may also result in cancer when nickel compounds that are hard to dissolve, less soluble, are present, or when other chemicals that can produce cancer are present. Combination: The concentrations of soluble and less soluble nickel compounds that were found to have produced cancers were 100,000 times to a million times greater than the usual level of nickels in the air in the United States. So there you go. I don't know. I'm just going to leave this link here. Uh, I'm just going to leave it for you to read and do your own research. The, a the EPA has determined that nickel refinery dust and nickel subsulfide are human carcinogens these cancer classifications were based on studies of nickel workers and laboratory animals there you go they do mention uh, they do men mention inhalation but not inhaling the vapor created by nickel wires da da blah blah still still not uh, still not uh, still personally not going to be using nickel so moving forward from that uh Mooch, my savior Mooch, who is out there on ECF testing all of the batteries, had a short little email exchange with him, and we were talking about what batteries I would like to see tested. And I said, you know what? I have these. Where do they go? Where's my Brilla Power? So I don't know where my Brilla Power 18650 is. Oh, man. I really wanted to hold that up as an example. It's that green battery. I know for sure. I know for sure it's in this mech mod. So these, these Brilla powers. Brilla power. Little green 18650, 3.7 volts, 3100 ma or milliamp hour, 40 amps. There was a Chinese company at ECC who had a whole table full of batteries. And I was looking at the batteries and I talked to Charlie from Vapor Flask and he's like, dude, you have to check out these batteries. In fact, I believe VaporShark is selling these batteries on their site. I'll try to track down a link for you, but I believe they're selling these Brilla Power batteries on their site. So I was talking to Mooch and I said, I really want to see these Brilla Powers tested. And he's like, I have good news for you. I actually just got done testing them. Here's the link. So he sent me the link. Disclaimer, blah, blah, blah. These conclusions, blah, blah, blah. Bottom line bottom line on these batteries in my opinion this is a 15 amp continuous discharge current with a capacity lower than its rating i recommend not using it above 20 amps as it runs at a very high temperature at those levels at its 40 amp continuous rating the voltage instantly plummets and the cell gets very very hot i have included a 40 amp pulse discharge but haven't set the pass-fail standards for the pulse testing yet. Head over to this link. You can read all about his testing for the Brilla Power. He said at a continuous 10 amp discharge, it reached about 27 milliamp hours. Two, oh, 2,750 milliamp hours. So that means if you're rocking this and you're only using 10 amps of it, it's gonna last a much longer time. At 25 amps, which is, I mean, a lot of us, myself included, definitely me included, I mean, just looking around at what I have here, I'm way over 25 amps. Um, the temperature rose to 102 degrees Celsius, exceeding the 100 Celsius safety limit. Discharges at 30 amps and 35 amps were not done as it would have resulted in the cell temperature exceeding my 100 degrees Celsius, my 100 Celsius 
it's not 100 degrees Celsius. It's 100 Celsius, right? I mean, I'm not wrong about that. Uh, safety limit. Uh, a discharge at 40 amps was done to show the performance of the cell. At its 40 amp rating, the voltage dropped immediately to 3.3 volts and sank down quickly from there. So yeah, generally, what's that rule? If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Looking at this Brilla Power uh, battery at ECC and going 3100 ma at 40 amps, that is too good to be true. And yeah, turns out it is absolutely too good too good to be true so thank you so much mooch for doing all these uh, all these battery tests and he's got the graphs on there and he compares it you know you can see the continuous test results uh the brilla power green 30 amp which is this line oh yeah look at that look at it go look at it go look at it go and these are uh, pardon me these are uh these are interesting the most interesting thing on this graph is the 40 amp line uh, freshly charged battery 40 amps it doesn't even go out it just goes like straight down it's fantastic mooch you're doing you're doing great work and of course I'll link in the description to to these uh, to these mooch battery uh, tests that are going on last thing I wanted to cover I don't have a whole lot to talk about right now fake grim greens oh fake grim greens are everywhere it doesn't affect me directly it affects the vendors uh, the vendors are the ones who are getting scammed by people pretending to be me uh, I thought this was really interesting uh, Brian from vapor shark uh, sent me over an email and he's like hey uh, looks like you have an imposter out there, just a heads up. And so he shows me his inbox. The Gmail that it came from was officialgrimgreen at gmail.com. Now that is, uh, that's being resourceful. He sent this to support at vaporshark.com and he wrote, Hey, H-A-Y, this is grim space green, which I've never typed like that ever. Grim green is one word. This is grim space green. I have a YouTube channel. I seen that there's not much reviews on the vapor flask by vapor shark i was wondering if i could get one for the purpose of review if you want to thank you if you want to thank you if so my address is 139 winston avenue and he didn't even give his full address 139 winston avenue could be anywhere in the united states i just think that's interesting i just think that's funny i don't know why people would go to that much effort to create officialgrimgreen at gmail.com and you can feel free to send some of your questions over there uh, if you want to officialgrimgreen at gmail.com emailed vapor flat or vapor shark asked for vapor flask said hey i'm grim green send me a vapor flask first of all i just want to put this out there i've never in the history of vaping directly emailed a vendor and said hey this is grim green do you want to send me something to review i've just never done that i've never asked for things to review so vendors this is just a you know hey heads up warning i will never approach you and ask for free stuff if you want to approach me we can discuss things how it's going to work this that and the other but i will never never approach you and ask for free stuff that is i mean that is that is ridiculous so yeah everybody send send some emails over to uh officialgrimgreen at gmail.com unfortunately the same thing happened to uh same thing happened to h cigar and you know china vendors they don't know any different they just get an email from someone that says hey i'm grim green i have a youtube they'll look at grim green youtube and they'll be like yeah he has uh you know 
190,000 subscribers, let's send him the new device and it'll get on YouTube. And it won't. It will not get on YouTube. These imposters or these fucking phony fake ass people who, I mean, God, it's so pathetic. It's literally pathetic. It's literally pathetic to me. That is, uh, oh, good Lord, that is insane. So yeah, I think that's all I actually have for my opening, uh, for my opener. I do have one email that I want to get to that's, uh, it's a little bit about advocacy happening up in Canada. Yeah, so a fellow named Patrick uh, wrote to me about two weeks ago and said, uh, I figured you might be interested in this since you're covering uh, advocacy in your blog. Uh, he writes to me and he says, it's been a tough year for vaping advocacy in Canada. We've seen the provinces of, provinces of Nova Scotia and Ontario implement restrictions on shop owners and vapors that will threaten the survival of the industry in those provinces. In Alberta, we have seen two of the three largest cities adopt regulations that will lump vaping in with smoking and ban vaping in all public places, including vape shops. But today we had a slight win. The first significant win for vapors in the country. The city of Edmonton, a city just shy of 1 million residents, and the province, provincial, province, provincial, I can't pronounce that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and the provincial capital introduced a bylaw amendment do exactly what the Calgary and Red Deer have done. This amendment would have lumped vaping in with smoking and banned vaping in public places. It had significant council support and appeared to be on the fast track to passage. Council had specifically refused to include any exemption for vape shops today. Rather than being, pa being passed, the bylaw was sent back to administration to include an exemption for vape shops. How did this happen? A group of vape shop owners from Edmonton and surrounding areas successfully influenced this decision. The owner's president and consistent, narrowly focused, coherent message in the owners presented a consistent, narrowly focused, coherent message in hearings. Walker Young, the government relationships, the government relations helped vape shop owners to reach out directly to individual counselors and ensure that their message was heard. A united group of vape shops owners identified and focused a common goal and then they achieved this goal. There is much more to do. Alberta will likely introduce legislation to regulate vaping and Walker Young will be there along with vape shop owners from across the province. They will be working with the government proactively to achieve regulation that works for vapors, shop owners, and the public at large. The importance of acting rather than reacting to already written legislation cannot be stressed enough. The approach of waiting for legislation to fight is not working. The best way to get legislation that is workable is to work with the government, create it, and draft it. Across the country, legislatures and municipal councils are considering legislation and regulations pertaining to vaping. Walker Young is available to implement their successful strategy from Alberta to other jurisdictions yeah there you go uh they were actually able to change the law to exclude vape shops from the you know from the vaping ban which you know is a win it's good i mean that's a very good thing not having these bans in place in the first place would obviously be the much better thing but he's he's absolutely right uh acting rather than reacting to already written legislation is incredibly important incredibly important unfortunately uh, a lot of people wait until something bad has happened and then they react and go, well, this is bullshit. It's like, yeah, well, 
it is now, but it might not have been if we had been ahead of this, if we had been on the eight ball, so to speak, rather than behind it. But yeah, there you go, little advocacy, uh, little advocacy from uh, from Canada. So we already talked a little bit about a lot of stuff, and we're already twenty minutes into this. So what I want to do right now, literally right now, is go over to the beer section. No, no. Come back. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. Let's taste some beer. Okay, so what I have for beer tonight, I'm going to try to keep this a little bit short as the hour and a half long vlog uh, does not generally, uh, you know, impress anybody so there's no there's no reason to go that long again so i'm just going to talk about this beer we're going to drink it we're going to uh give a quick shout out to the fella that sent me to me sent it to me he's been taking care of me as far as beer goes for over a year now i believe but this came to me uh via my good buddy mr tactical warmouse he sent me some beer from uh from michigan that we don't generally get down here on the uh on the southern west coast in fact i have never Ever, not even at Bevmo, not even at any of the craft beer places down here, seen anything from Founders. But tonight I'm going to be drinking the Founders Black Rye. So this is a dry hopped dark ale brewed with rye. And I've never had a, a rye ale like that. And if you go to the Founders site, they have a whole big sort of spiel on it. Thankfully, it's only got a 7.5% alcohol by volume rating, which means I'm not going to have to get shmammered tonight for your entertainment but they describe the black rye it says we've reached into the vault and pulled out a cult classic from years ago before black high pas were all the rage we made a dry hopped dark ale with copious amounts of rye malt black rye is the perfect balance of german and american grown hops premium two-row barley and heavily kindled rye with heavily kilned not kindled kilned rye with wheat malts uh as as with many of our offerings there's no style or category that can contain this beer it is an original so yeah i'm really excited to try this you know i really like i really like the founder stuff i've had the kentucky uh you know the breakfast stout i just had a bottle of the curmudgeon earlier because it's cheat day and that's ooh, that's when i drink beer so I've had the curmudgeon a little bit earlier today. Over on Beer Advocate, they they have the Founders Black Rye rated at a 90%, a 90 and a 91. So I get the feeling that it's going to be good, although I don't always 100% agree with the beeradvocate.com, you know, ratings. Uh, for the most part, they're they're generally uh, they're generally spot on. So I don't really even know what I'm expecting from this. Thankfully, I know I'm expecting that it's not a cork. Thank you, Mr. Tactical Warmouse, for for keeping my cork fear uh, my cork fear in your mind when you're sending me beers. Although I don't know if you really had a choice, but I still appreciate it. Founders Black Rye. I'm going to be pouring this into a slightly already used tulip style glass right over the keyboard. I'm expecting a super dark beer. Uh, I'm going to try to get some head on here, even with an aggressive pour. Man, that head is. Uh, that head's not really anything special. Just a slightly little tan head there. Now this is a dark beer. I can hold it right up to the light. There's not a chance you're gonna see through any of that. It looks like I'm drinking 
just motor oil. I'm expecting it to be kind of a heavy beer. Like I said, I've never had a rye beer before, but I'm expecting something stouty, something heavy, maybe something a little bit spicy. So, uh, so here's to you. Here's to all my uh, loyal beer segment watchers, to all my craft beer people out there, and especially Mr. Tactical Warmouse. This one's for you. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like uh it's uh it's tangy. I'm I'm tasting it in places I never thought I would taste it. So uh you know, on your tongue you really only taste uh sour, sweet, salty, and bitter. And right in the back, like on the very back side of your throat, like if your tongue is here on the back, like back here, it tastes it has like a very pungent uh not it's not bitter but it's like uh this is gonna sound just terrible but have you ever accidentally you know quote unquote accidentally licked like antiperspirant it's kind of that like astringent like dries out your mouth a little bit that's exactly what i get from this beer it smells super hoppy it has like a, a like definitely has like a rye bread sort of flavor to it huh it it does have that like strange the back of my palate it's like astringent like i can feel it like drying out like a like a like a very medium roasted uh sort of coffee it's got that same thing i'm gonna look at the uh the top raters here on beer advocate what do you have to say uh, jet black, uh, boozy with a roasty aroma stout. Yeah, some chocolate, and I don't get that at all. Very faint rye, um, carbonated, toasty, spicy, nothing too intense. Um, strange. He didn't touch on that astringent feeling that I'm getting. Uh, the, the body was slightly heavy, carbonation, as well as the sticky foam made it a nice, thick drink. It is thick. It feels very substantial in your mouth and it's interesting body is one of those things that's really hard to focus on because there's so much stuff going around you taste like malty and hoppy and burnt flavors and woody and cedary and all this sweetness and all this stuff going on that when you try to drink something and just focus on the weight of it like how it feels how the body of it feels in your mouth it's very hard to to come down you know to come down on that particular flavor aspect let's look a little bit further roasted malt nutty aroma with some leafy hops uh, starts out like a thick rich espresso after the first saw this hops and sour rye uh, kick in to complement the heavy malty profile this is a very unique beer. This is a little bit out of my wheelhouse. I mean, it is a stout, but I've never had a rye before, so I have really nothing, you know, nothing to compare it to. But you know what? It's here. I'm going to drink it. I'm not sure I would super recommend this. There's so much stuff from Founders that's really good. The curmudgeon I just had is great. The KBS is great. There's so much there's so much good Founders beer. All you East Coasty Michigan people are lucky to have this in your area cuz like I said, we don't get it down here, but uh, I don't have anything that I can pair with this currently. I wonder. Uh, I wonder how Horror of Yig. Sorry, it's not called Horror of Yig anymore. We changed the name. It's not called Horror of Yig. It's just called Yig. I wonder how Yig would hold up. Um, I've been rocking Yig in my continuous current tactical warhead uh, RDA. It's a. Uh, 0.15 ohms. Uh, I have it at uh, 
90 watts on the VaporShark DNA 200. Let's try to pair this together. Eh, it's okay. It's not the best pairing I've ever done. The oatmeal-y uh, flavor in the Yig kind of does bring out that like rye flavor in this. Um, there's a couple juices that I have that are like my go-to beer juices. It used to be Grim Army Tobacco. Lately, it's been Milk Plus, it's been Horror of Yig, and it's been Caramelized Bananas. I don't know what it is. Those seem to go really well. And here's a fun fact right now, and I did text this to Ruby Roo a while ago, but the Lane Cove Mai Juice pairs amazing with like an herbal liqueur like Jägermeister. The other night, I had the other cheat day, I had Jägermeister and Mai, and it was just, it was a beautiful pairing. If you're into either of those, I highly suggest pairing them up. The oatmeal, sort of sweet oatmeal cookiness of this is complementing this sort of really dark rye flavor, honestly, pretty well. It's good. It's good. It's good. So, uh, that's what I got for the beer segment. I'm going to take my Yig. I'm going to take my Black Rye. I'm going to head back out to the living room. I'm going to watch some uh, Sons of Anarchy, see what Sam Crow is up to. But that's what I got for beer section. Once again, thank you to my very loyal, very, very loyal craft beer people that do watch this segment and don't skip over it. I might do a giveaway just for you, just for you crazy beer people. Generally, after this, what's up next is shout-outs. It is shout-out time. All right, well, let's do some shout-outs. Real quick, before we get to the shout-outs, I did want to say uh, VPX, VPX New Orleans. I am going to be there. I am overjoyed. I was on the fence. I didn't know if I really wanted to travel more. Uh, it's happening the weekend before I go to Ireland. So I'm literally going to fly to New Orleans for VPX. I'm going to be at that event. I'm going to fly home. I'll be home for one day, and then the very next day I'm flying to Ireland. So, yeah, kind of a busy travel schedule, but I've never been to New Orleans, and I, I want to go. And VPX in Niagara Falls earlier this year, back in April, was probably easily one of my favorite events of the year. It could have been my favorite event of the year. I had... I had a great, great time there. Um, it was, it was just a fantastic time, and I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that VPX in New Orleans is going to be just as good. I'm hoping that it's going to be, uh, hoping that it's going to be really, really fun. I'm going to try to find a link here, and we'll post it in the description. Yeah, so it's going to be at the New Orleans Memorial. New Orleans Memorial? Is that a typo? Is that a typo? ECC? Is that a typo? That looks like a typo. No, Memorial. I don't know what that means then. <laughs> November 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2015, New Orleans Memorial Convention Center. Yeah, it's going to be there. ECC presents VPX. The Vapors Exhibit is a collaborative vapor product industry convention between ECC, the world's leading brand in vapor product trade shows and expos, and the Vapors Exhibit, a national trade show company with four events under its belt in Ontario, Las Vegas, Austin, Okay, yeah, anyway, it goes on and on. But yeah, dude, New Orleans, dude, dude, it's gonna be so fun. I'm stoked, 
I'm stoked. I'm stoked to go to New Orleans, and uh, I'm also very, very stoked to go to Ireland. So yeah, let's get on to uh, let's get on to some shoutouts. I want to give a shout out to Martin. So Martin emails me. Um, no, he didn't even email me. He just put this in the Namber Juice group <laughs> on Facebook, and uh, the guy has covered his refrigerator in Namber Juice stickers. Like he gets a, a bottle of juice. Let's say. 3 milligram cardamator crush and it's empty. He just peels off the stickers cuz you can do that and he just plops them on his ca- on his on his refrigerator and he's got a mountain of them. Looks like he vapes a lot of glacier banana, a lot of donut pounder, there's a bunch of strawberry circus, cardamator crush. He's even got some of the Namber classics on there that are too fuzzy to I can't read them. He's got uh Slenderman, he's got one single Slenderman on there. He's got the Grim Cult Horror of Yig. He's got uh, Donut Pounder, Pineapple Cake. The, oh, he's got three Slendermans. That's that's impressive. It's just funny. I just thought that was so hilarious. So yeah, absolutely. Shout out to you, uh, Martin, for saving the Namber Juice and Epiclouds and Grim Cult labels and uh, covering your freaking fridge with them. That is so. That it just makes me. That just makes me so effing happy. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a fella named Sean. So Sean emailed me and uh, he's like, hey, I have an idea. Okay, I have an idea for a new YouTube. And I said, oh, okay. Because I get, you know, I get a lot of, hey, I want to start a YouTube. Hey, how do I start a YouTube? Hey, I have an idea for a new YouTube. But this, his video, his idea actually seemed really, really smart. He himself is a long haul trucker. And he was telling me about the struggles he has with long haul trucking and vaping. In that, you're on the road for hours and hours and hours and hours at a time. So finding a mod needs to have a good battery life. Dripping, probably not a great idea, although now there's the easy dripper, so that might help. I don't know how that would work in a big rig. But he said, I want to do a YouTube series that is completely focused on long haul truckers and i'm like that's so cool like that doesn't appeal to me i would like to watch it but that doesn't i'm not a long haul trucker so i don't know those struggles in my youtube videos i can't speak to how well you know uh, this hooligan box with this dripper is going to work for a long haul trucker i i can't do that and as it stands i haven't seen anybody do any sort of videos uh, based around this profession. So I'm going to post a link in the description to his uh, to his first video. It's just an intro video. The guy's name is Sean. He seems really, really nice. And he's got long haul vapors. So if you are a long haul trucker or you have friends that are long haul truckers that are also vapors and they want information as it pertains to their particular profession and lifestyle, Absolutely. I think this is a good idea. I really, really hope Sean sticks with it. But like I said, I'm going to post a link in the description to his uh, to his first YouTube. So yeah, Sean, you are shouted out. Also, got a quick birthday shout out. October 5th, October 1st, rather, Kyle Jelovich. That's right, Kyle Jelovich. Happy birthday, October 1st. I also want to do a shout out to the Virginia Smoke Free Association. So, uh, this got emailed to me over, I believe, I think it was on Facebook. Um, the Virginia Smoke Free Association established in 2000, uh, 2015. So this is great. These are popping up uh, 
all over, all over different states. Of course, there's a Tennessee Smoke-Free Association. Now we have the Virginia Smoke-Free Association. I'm going to link you in the description to their website if you have friends or family that are in Virginia or you are from or Virginia or you live in Virginia. They have uh, places where you can reach them to get information. They have frequently asked questions. What are electronic cigarettes? We raise funds to promote advocacy. They have little blog, industry news. It's very, very, uh, very, very nice website they set up there. Uh, info at fro uh, virginiasmokefree.com org industry news resources it's a very useful thing i would love to see i would love to see uh the you know a smoke-free association set up in every state i want the california smoke-free association which i don't think uh i honestly don't think that exists but i'll link to that uh i'll link to that obviously yes in the description I do have a couple quick more shout outs to do uh so tom tom the intern tom the intern was uh our, our friend from uh, Vape Mania, who I was telling the story that uh, he was hanging out at the Grim Cult Amber Juice booth, and uh, he just got put to work, and he worked the whole weekend for us. But he writes to me and says, Hey, Grim Green, it's your favorite intern from Vape Mania. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out to my friends Linda and Ran. Linda was a very heavy smoker for a very long time, not sure exactly how long. And started back in and started vaping back in February. She quit smoking as soon as she picked up vaping, and is now down to three milligrams of nicotine in such a short period of time. It's especially amazing since she started at 24. Wow, that is crazy. Pardon me. Her husband Rand successfully sp supported her choice to make the switch, and for her one month being tobacco free. Uh, he took her to Vapor Slam. She then, uh, since then, he started vaping zero nicotine. Since he has never smoked in his life, he just loves the flavors. Recently, we went to Vape Mania, and unfortunately, they had some troubles when someone picked up their bag that had some shirts and six lines of juice from the vendors there. They were extremely upset, and I was upset that that happened to them, but I hope this shout-out will make them feel better. They both deserve the best, and I'm extremely proud of Linda on how she has done since the switch. Yeah, absolutely. Linda, Ran, consider yourself shouted out. Tom, the intern, you were also shouted as well. Someone picked up their bag. That is... God, that makes me mad. If you're at a vape meet, if you're going to VPX in New Orleans, and you have a backpack, keep an eye on it. I keep, uh, at vape meets, I always have to bring a backpack, and it never leaves my side. I have it on my back, or with me, or in a chair next to me, and it just never leaves my sight. If Namber Juice is there, like if we have a table there, I keep my backpack back behind the table so nobody can get to it, but... This seems to be a fucking thing. There's scumbags and lowlifes that go to vape events and will steal an, a couple's bag for some t-shirts and some juice. And that just sticks in my craw so hard. But absolutely, I hope you got some stuff back. I hope you got some more juice. And uh, obviously, yes, consider yourselves absolutely shouted out. So... One last shout-out. How are we on time? Ah, we seem to be doing okay on time. One last shout-out I want to do to Bonsai Vapors. So I've known John from Bonsai Vapors for well over a year now. I mean, well over a year now. And uh, he's just a good guy. He's one of the guys that helped set up the Pink Lung Brigade up in uh, Washington when they were having, and I mean, they still are having all these issues with uh 
regulations and taxes and blah 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 and this that and the other and why can't i find the site yes bonsaivapors.com so uh, he's one of the guys that set that up he's hard into advocacy and you know i don't want to say anything bad about mount baker vapor but mount baker vapor was up there in the pacific northwest help fighting these legislations it got too intense for them and they just left they left the state and they're in arizona now and now bonsai vapors they're staying and they're continuing to fight they're continuing to support advocacy support vendors that support advocacy so launching october 1st they're releasing the active collection of liquids and it's just three flavors i'm just going to read this little blurb they have here what are you doing to make sure vaping is here to stay the hard question that companies and individuals need to be asking themselves like many others we have taken a hard look in the mirror and come up with a single answer not much of course every raffle ticket purchased or dollar donated has a mouse to help keep the industry level for the most part but now with heavy legislation facing every state country and city we have to start looking to support our leaders and advocacy more than ever this is the inspiration for the active collection by bonsai vapors an assortment of three masterfully blended flavors with the purpose to give vape advocacy nonprofit organizations the funds they need to really impact legislation counter anti-vaping campaigns and create awareness about the benefits of switching to vape bonsai vapors will donate a healthy portion of every bottle sold to vape advocacy over the month of September, we will be announcing our new partners and their corresponding flavors. Our goal is transparency, and you will know who is being supported and how your purchases will directly translate to funding. Stay tuned to the Vonsai Vapors Facebook page for up-to-date information and the release schedule. We're going to be doing giveaways, contests, and more to spread awareness about this collection. We also have a wholesale program for our retail partners to join in the efforts. If you're interested, uh, please submit a wholesale inquiry to Bonsai. Thank you for, for your support. We are excited to give you a premium vape experience you've come to love from Bonsai Vapors while empowering you to make a difference in the future of the vape industry hats off hats off to bonsai vapors hats off to john uh they released three flavors um or they're going to release three flavors i don't think these actually come out until october 1st so we're about exactly a week away i've been vaping on the pinky swear um it's the one that stuck out to me the most uh berry crispy rice treat and i've been vaping on it for eh give it about two days so far and it's nice i mean they're not uh they're not unbelievable life-changing juices but what they are is tasty, and that's what I like. I don't want overcomplicated juices. I just want something that tastes good. These are heavy VG juices. In fact, they're maybe even a bit too heavy VG for myself. I do have the Sure Enough, which is their sherbet liquid, and I do have the Pound It, which is their lemon pound cake that I'm really, really interested to try. In fact, I might re-wick this. I might re-wick this Naganobu RDA and give that Pound It a try. The Pinky Swear's been uh, okay, not amazing, but certainly good enough. And what I like most about these flavors is definitely the it's the it's the message behind it. They're good flavors and they're for a really, really good cause. But yeah, pinky swear. Good stuff. Are my batteries dying? I think my batteries are dying. Wow, there you go. Right in the middle of a right in the middle of a vape. I think my batteries just died.
It's good. It's good. It's good juices and it's a good cause. So shout out to Bonsai Vapors. Obviously, I'll post a link in the description to where you can check these out if you're so interested. They don't come out for about uh, for about another week now. Um, one last, one last, one last shout out. Uh, there was one person that I promised a shout out. There was one person I promised, I promised, promised this person a shout out and I didn't get to it yet. Yes, McKenna. McKenna writes to me back on August 1st. I said, uh, she says, hey, Nick, my name is McKenna and I work at a vape shop, Net Vapes, in uh, Chico, California. My boyfriend Zach and I are huge fans of your channel. I watch it almost every day when a new video is posted. Anywho, our one year anniversary is on September 18th. For a little backstory on us, Zach is the one that got me into vaping. He bought me my first setup, an E-Leaf iStick 50 watt, and has taught me everything I know about vaping. He also was the one who showed me your channel. Thanks to you and him, I learned how to build coils and do all that fun vaping related stuff. About five months ago, he pushed me to apply at our new local vape shop, NetVapes, and I got the job. So I have to thank him for N plus. I love the hell out of the guy, ha ha ha. <laughs> so it would mean a lot to me if you could do a little surprise shout out to him. He's an amazing guy and we'll get super excited to get a shout out from you. Thanks so much, you're freaking awesome. Hope to hear back soon. McKenna, yeah, absolutely. Zach, McKenna, consider yourself shouted out. Take care of your girlfriend, McKenna. Or take care of your girlfriend, Zach. Glad you pushed her into getting that job. It sounds like she loves it. And then I wrote back to her and said, I will absolutely do my best. And she said, thank you. And I said, you're still on. I wrote her back and said, hey, McKenna, you're still on my list. I will try to squeak it in next week. And that obviously didn't happen. And so I felt like a dick. And I wrote to her again. And I said, I'm sorry. It didn't happen next week for sure. So this week, right now, McKenna, consider yourself shouted out. Zach, absolutely consider yourself shouted out. Keep up the good work. Keep fighting the good fight. And keep uh, keep, blowing, keep blowing clouds, bro. So yeah, we got some shout outs done. We got some beer done. We talked about batteries. We talked about YouTube. We talked about nickel. All this stuff. We talked about fake Grim Greens. So right now, what I want to do is get to some first impressions. So yeah, I actually have a whole bunch of first impressions. I'm going to try to get through these as uh, quickly as possible. Not as quickly as possible, but in a timely manner. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about is this tank. So Kurt, <laughs> Kurt over at CCI, Cloud Chasers Inc., they released the new tank called the Triforce. It used to be called the Trifecta. It is now called the Triforce Tank. And as you can see, mine's uh, very, very empty. It has a chuff style cap on top. It's a big honking tall tank. Look at these airflow slots, giant airflow slots. The airflow on this is ridiculous. Now, a lot of people have said this about a lot of different tanks. And I know I've said this about a lot of different tanks. This is, without a doubt, the most dripper-like experience I've ever had with a tank. This is a cloud-chasing tank. It's not a very, very flavorful tank, but what it will do is blow huge clouds. The airflow, it's redonkulous. It's more open than some RDAs. That's, I'm going to say that. It's way more open than even some RDAs. <laughs> It's so open, it's ridiculous. Um, let me top this off real fast, actually. So the top is reverse threaded. So I'm gonna screw it clockwise to open this top up. 
just like that and there's holes in the top for filling your juice so I'm just gonna grab my juice this happens to be uh, cardamator crush which is a good clouds bro clouds juice I'm gonna top this tank off juice goes at one side air goes out the other tis full now and then this reverse threaded so you're gonna have to go counterclockwise to screw it back down done just like that it is full and it will vape your fucking face off I have this set to so this is a 0.2 ohm coil in here and I have it set to 90 watts it's great I don't get any burnt flavors I don't get any leaking I don't get any gurgling I just get wow ridiculous amounts of vapor It's a cloud chasing tank. That's what it's for. That's what CCI does. That's what Cloud Chasers Inc. does. That's what it means. They chase clouds. That's like their thing. They're not all about like flavor tanks or flavor atomizers or even, you know, other atomizers with small airflow. They want huge clouds, huge airflow. That's exactly what this tank is doing. It's exactly what this tank is doing. It's a little bit silly. It's a little bit silly. But if you're a cloud chaser, cloud chaser, and you want a tank that feels a, a lot like an RDA, this uh, this uh, this Triforce tank is ridiculous. It's really easy to put together. They, it's their own coil heads in here. This doesn't use any other coil heads. It's their own Triforce coil heads. It's like a four mil tank. It drinks juice like you can't imagine. It uses a lot of juice in those coil heads. You can see these giant, these giant airflow slots on the side. And I was skeptical, man. I'm like, I'm looking at this coil head going, that's too much air. There's not enough cotton in there. It's gonna leak like crazy, Kurt. And he's like, no, no, just try it. I tried it, he made a believer out of me. It's, it's a cloud chasing tank, that's what it does. The flavor's okay, the flavor's fine. I'm very, very familiar with the way Cardo Crush from Epiclouds tastes, and so yeah. It tastes like it's supposed to, but the flavor isn't like, you know, like a Veritas or, you know, like these flavor atomizers. It's none of that. It's just pure clouds. And he's going to have an RBA deck for it. And he's also going to have the ability to turn this into a dripper. So you can, I believe you'll put the deck on, then there'll be a small little metal portion. You put a chuff on and the airflow is still going to come from the bottom, kind of like the, uh, you know, kind of like the Kennedy or the Nixon or the Sway or things like that where the airflow comes in and up through the bottom. Cloud chasing tank, bro. Clouds. I'd be interested to see a little how much higher wattage I can go. So Kurt was saying, oh yeah, he's like, I've got guys rocking these at 150 watts, at a 200 watts, and I'm like, really? That's, I mean, that's excessive. So let's go to it landed on 111 watts. Let's round this up to 112 watts. 112 watts, 0.2 ohm coil. Let's see how it goes.
Redonkulous. That is redonkulous. I'm going to turn it back down now because I'm not a crazy person. Turn this back down to 90 watts. Let's leave it at 85. Let's have it, let's mellow it out a little bit at 85. But yeah, I'll post in the link in the description to where you can check that out if you're so interested in that. It's just, it's just a cloud chasing tank like you can't imagine. So, next up on my first impressions, I got this very cool looking box in the mail. Very cool. The top is the name of the atomizer. Can you pronounce that? Because I can't very cool box that's so appealing to me on so many levels it's got like that aquatic hipster design it's an atomizer from cephalon vapes out of los angeles california and i'm going to head over to their website real fast cephalon vapes i believe i'm pronouncing that right cephalon vapes and they have this atomizer and they have it pronunciated pronunciated i pronounce that wrong too it's called the Siphonopho, Siphonophore, Siphonophore, Siphonophore. The Siphonophore is a life form characterized by the amalgamation of individual marine animals forming a colony. And this is their, uh, this is their new atomizer, and it's really, really weird. Really, really weird. So I tried to build it last night, and... I just got so frustrated that I was cursing the gods of the ocean. I hated it. I I hated it. I hated building on this. I couldn't stand it. I didn't get it. I didn't understand the deck at all. So it's reverse threaded. Uh, I have nothing right now. It's reverse threaded, kind of like the Aeolus V2, which, yes, there's going to be a video for the Aeolus V2 very, very soon. But I want you to take a look at this deck. I'm going to zoom in here and I want you to look at this deck. You see this deck here? I tried building horizontal coils. I tried building vertical coils on it. The center post has four offset holes and then the two negative posts are just front facing holes. I, I, I couldn't do it. I didn't know you have to bend your coils all weird to get it in there I'm like it looks like it should be for vertical coils I don't really think this is for vertical coils now they have a build tutorial on their website that now yes I am going to follow but look at that deck it's so bizarre so 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 bizarre I couldn't uh, I couldn't get it I couldn't build it correctly so it has this sleeve right kind of looks a little bit k funny there's a little uh you know uh, plastic portion in the middle there and the airflow holes are on top and it's like i said it's reverse threaded so if you screw this down clockwise onto your mod then you would screw this down counterclockwise or anti-clockwise to get the deck to get the uh to get the rest of the base on right so that's how that is this does come apart right here and you can see that's the deck and the juice well now and then there's this that fits over that and this is gonna be it's gonna act like a tank kind of not like a Genesis but like a big juice reservoir and then your airflow it comes from these four slots and those are from those go down and then there's holes on the inner chimney now this inner chimney is tiny you're not putting any fancy builds in here this gets screwed in normal clockwise just like that 
So now looking at it, through the, through the clear part, I can see the holes. The holes line up with the slots. And then through the slots, all you see are heat sink fins. And I'm like, how is the airflow going to work on this? Like, this is blowing my mind. It's got a very nice, smooth, whooshy airflow, which this is what made me want to build on it so much last night. So... It is what it is. I need to spend way more time with this, like all of my first impressions, but they do have a Mondo flavor dual coil horizontal build on here. Step-by-step -step instructions. Start off by building a six wrap 22 gauge canthal, create a hook on the positive leads outwards and hooking it through while inserting in the negative lead position it's so bizarre it's such a weird deck i wish they would have just gone with a four post i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know i need to obviously spend you know yeah way more time with this little cephanopher rda but i'm kind of excited about it i like new rdas and i like fiddling around with stuff and if i can get a good build in here i have a feeling it's gonna be i have a feeling it's gonna be a really good rda so that's my goal for later today is to actually get a build into that but cephalon vapes i'll post the link in the description to where you can check it out if you're so interested uh vape budget hands bro it's about 80 bucks so something to keep in mind so next up on the first impressions uh lazy vapors so they made me a one-off sort of thing and i don't know if they're actually going to be producing these but i got a box mod it's a dual parallel unregulated 18650 box mod from lazy vapors and it's cool it's got a janky button but it's cool i'm gonna do a review for that a little bit later and so i was chatting with the guy and he said what do you want to see in a box mod and i was like honestly i'd like to see a single 18650 this is not exactly what I had in mind when I was thinking of a single, or a single 18650, single 26650 box mod. Single unregulated 26650 box mod. This isn't exactly what I was picturing in my head. What I was picturing was more of a box. Like, instead of putting the switch and the electronics above, I was picturing a, where the switch and the electronics would be next to it so it would be more of like a box like a teardrop shape but this is what his creative mind came up with he did put a much better my tech switch on there so i'm going to grab a cnmxjo 26650 fits in there uh fits in there really nice i'm going to put that over there i'm going to grab this uh nobunaga mini i'm going to put it on here as well and it's been, uh, it's been a very, very solid vape. Just the shape of it is weird because it's not like a tube mod. And it's not quite a box, but it's kind of both. I don't even know if they're going to be selling these. In fact, Lazy Vapors, they are so lazy, they don't even have a website set up. <laughs> so I'm going to link you to their Instagram account, Lazy Vapors. It's Instagram.com slash lazy vapors and uh, you can email the guy uh, at a yahoo.com email address and you can you can see all the boxes he does it is a triple 18650 box with that looks really cool in fact i want to send him back my dual box and get a mytex switch put on it rather than the squishy switch that's on there now but uh i just am hoping this has juice in it and that's the last of the juice in there it's cool i mean it's it's a box kind of it's a big kind of box, says Lazy Vapors. 
Got a nice clicky, super clicky MyTech switch. Spring-loaded 510. I don't know. It's awkward, but I've been using it because that's what I wanted. I wanted a single 26650 box mod, and that's uh, that's what I got. You know, I'll report back later with how it works uh, in the real world, in the day-to-day -day world. Don't even know how much the thing's going to cost because they don't have a freaking website set up, but it's all good. So, I have two more first impressions to do, and these are going to be true, true, true first impressions, meaning I have spent zero time with these devices. So this just came in yesterday, and I didn't get to play with it at all. This is the E-Leaf iStick 60 watt with temperature control and their Mellow version 2 tank. Now, I was a big fan of the Mellow version 1 tank, just a huge fan of that tank. I thought it was a great tank, and truth be told, I don't really use a whole lot of tanks, but... I'm gonna pop a single 18650 in here. Let's get a good battery. Let's get a Samsung battery in here. Positive up, negative down. Does it come to life? It has come to life. Magnetize this back on. It's sort of rounded shaped to fit into your hand. It's a very nice looking device. It's a very nice size. So now what I'm gonna do, and I know that this does, yeah, it does just regular wattage as well. I know it does just regular wattage as well. I have a titanium coil head in here. So, okay, I get it. Titanium, it could be dangerous. Nickel could be dangerous, but it's a TC mod. So I have to test the temperature control of it. Now, the Mellow is great. This big slot on here for filling, you just put your juice bottle in there and you fill it up. I'm filling this up with uh, Dragon Mouth Vapors Monkey chimps juice chimps chimps juice monkey juice chimps juice i think it's chimps juice uh it's just a good juice from them that i actually really really like so i'm gonna fill this up all the way oh man you can get this tank so full it's just fantastic and then you close it off just like that and now nothing in the way it's all closed off and you have a full tank now i'm gonna open up this airflow the airflow not great it just kind of spins around but i'm gonna open up this airflow all the way when I vape it, but right now I'm going to close it down, do a couple of those numbers, get the uh, get the bubbles happening, get those coils wet in there. Dude, this thing is so wonky. So the way it's set up is there's a fire button up here, then there's an up-down sort of toggle button right here, and then there's another smaller button. You can't see it because it's black on black, right down there at the bottom. On all iStick devices, on the iStick 40 watt temperature control, you press that button to switch back and forth between wattage and temperature control mode. But this one, I'm pressing this button to switch back and forth so I can adjust my watts. Okay, now we're adjusting my watts. So if I have a 0.5 ohm coil, what wattage do I want to be rocking that at? Say uh, 52 watts. So I'm going to try to switch this back to titanium now because I know that, come on, man. Okay, now it's on nickel. Now it's on titanium. Okay. Titanium. I have it set to 60 watts. Why is it 60 watts? Why didn't it go down to 52 fucking watts? Okay, whatever. Uh, I have it set to 500 degrees, 60 watts, 0.5 ohm coil with titanium. Let's see how this works. Ah, not bad. That's honestly not very bad. That's, that's actually a really good vape. 
I can feel it. Uh, I can feel it start strong and then drop way off, just way off right away. Let me up the temperature on here. Let me turn this to 540 degrees. Much better. That's much better. 540 degrees. Good lord, so much better. You know what it's doing is it's pulsing. So it goes, it fires and then it completely drops off to no wattage and then it goes after that. That's exactly what's happening right now at 60 watts. I don't know why I can't change the wattage. I like this mellow tank. I've always liked the mellow tank. I want to get some non-temperature control coil heads, maybe some canthal coil heads in here or niachrome coil heads in here and just vape it on another regulated mod. I put the dot mod drip tip on there just because I think it looks cool, but I've always liked this tank. I've loved the airflow on it. I like how easy it is to fill. I just think it's uh, overall, I think the mellow from E-Leaf is really good. And this is the mellow v V2. This iStick is supposed to be able to take off both battery panels. Oh yeah, look at that, you can. Yeah, because they sent me blue ones. They sent me blue doors. So you can pop both of them off and put two different colored doors on here, which I think is cool. I mean, shit, if they had one that matched this like aqua color, that would be, uh, that would be sick. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Obviously, yeah, I need to spend, uh, you know, I need to spend way more time with this. So it's still set, still remember, I took my battery out, it still remembered that it was 60 watts, five ohm, or 0.5 ohms, and 540 degrees with a titanium coil. Huh, interesting, interesting, E-Leaf, interesting. So, yeah, obviously I'm going to spend uh, way, way more time with that mod, with that tank, and yeah, and so on and so forth. So, very last first impressions, I promise this is the very last first impressions, this is already way too long. Vaporworks USA. They release these big foggin coils and world's only coil manufacturing specialists. Our retail partners can purchase high quality, high performance, high tech coils at low factory direct prices here in America. Let's face it, coils are a necessity item and every vape shop needs to sell them. You can finally get great prices on and realistic quantities with fast shipping from an America owned company in Southern California and they make this is like aftermarket shit coils for different uh, atomizers for different tanks. And they have single, the power stack, which is dual coils on top of each other, the vertical and the parallel vertical for all sorts of different, uh, all sorts of different tanks. And they also use the titanium and nickel if you're, uh, if you're so interested. So they sent me sort of a uh, sample pack of these, right? So what I have here is these which are vertical parallel coils for the Magnus Star Tank. So what I did is I went and grabbed out my old Magnus Tank and I'm gonna put these coils in here. But we also have power stack, so that's dual coils on top of each other. These are for the Arctic. I'll have to go dig out my Arctic tank. These are just Pro Tank heads. These are Kanger single coil vertical replacement heads for the Pro Tank. These are for the sub tank. These are single coil vertical for the sub tank. These are the power stack dual 
horizontal replacement coils for the Hercules. The Hercules! Remember the Hercules? They're even branded Heracles. I know it's pronounced Heracles. And then these are uh, Aspire, Atlantis, Version 2, and Triton. I wonder if these would work in the Mellow. Because they have E-Leaf on them. It says E-Leaf, but they don't mention the Mellow on it. I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to see. Um, all the boxes are branded with the original manufacturers. You know what I mean? Aspire, E-Leaf, Heracles, Kanger, Kanger, and Arctic on there. So, I'm interested. I'm interested in that. I'm not a big tank user, but... Sure, I'd like to try this out. So I'm going to open up this uh, Magnus tank, which I always had very fond uh, very fond memories of using this tank. These are the vertical parallel coils. And it says they're 0. No, it doesn't say what resistance they are. Oh, 1.2 ohms. Oh, man, I wish I had read that. These are 0. 0.3, 1.8, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.3, and 0. 0.2. All right, well... Fine, then they're 1.5 ohm tanks, so what I'm going to do... Oh, shit! Sorry, I have another first impression. I totally forgot I have another first impression to do after this, and it's something that I promised on Instagram that I would talk about. So you know what? This first impression segment just got a little bit longer. Magnus, coil head. Going in the coil head base right there. This is a 1.2 ohm. 1.2 ohms. That is ridiculous. So I'm going to be rocking this on the Segeli 150 watt uh, temperature control, but uh, obviously not the temperature control. So I went on a big rant about uh, the milk. And I still hate the milk, but I liked the strawberry milk. And people keep telling me that they like the strawberry milk. So I wanted to give it another shot. So I'm going to throw it, uh, I'm going to throw it in this coil head. So... I'm just going to put some juice on top of this coil head just because I don't trust it. I don't trust you, coil head. I'm going to put a couple drops of juice in there, and then I'm going to fill up this tank with my strawberry milk. Got a mostly full tank there. Just going to screw this together. I'm going to give it a few dry puffs just to get the juice kind of flowing maybe bah, where it needs to go, where it needs to be. All right, I got this 1.2 ohm coil head at a whopping 24 watts. It's giving me five and a half volts. I'm hoping that it's all saturated in there. I threw a dot mod drip tip on top. Let's see how it vapes. Eh, not so good. Not so good at first, but let's, uh, shit, I don't know. Let's turn up the wattage. Let's go to a whopping 20 eight watts on this 1.2 ohm coil head no <laughs> sorry i'm gonna have to turn you way up uh six and a half volts i mean that seems excessive but let's do that let's turn this up to six and a half volts 33.5 watts on a 1.2 ohm coil head Ugh. It's actually, uh, it's actually getting some decent performance now. And that strawberry milk is so much better than I remember it. Holy crap, that's so much better than I remember it. Maybe I was too hard on that strawberry milk. Maybe I was a little bit too hard on that strawberry milk. So yeah, coils, new coils. They kind of feel exactly like the old coils, but I'm interested to try these out. The ones I really, really want to do are these Arctic ones, because these are the power stack ones. And I'm going to have to go dig out my Arctic tank, but 
I am going to uh, Mai-E. That's, that's the juice I'm going to fill it up with. I'm going to fill a tank up with Mai-E in the Arctic. Fuck yeah, I'm excited about it. So yeah, thank you Vaporworks USA for sending those uh, for sending those my way. Strawberry milk, not as bad as I remember. All right, so lastly, 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 UD. UD out of China. They have a new tank. It's called the Bellus tank. And I've basically been impressed with this from the beginning. It's got a really tiny little build deck, but it's a lot like an RDA. It's a lot like an RDA build deck. And the airflow is a lot like an RDA. Now, it doesn't have a fuck ton of airflow. It doesn't, it does not have a fuck ton of airflow. Behind all these little dots right here is just one little slot that opens, but the one little slot opens directly at your coils. So you're getting RDA style airflow. It's coming not from the bottom like a normal tank and through the center, it's coming at your coils and then up much, much more like an RDA. It's got a top fill design. In fact, I'm just gonna top this off right now. Got this sort of convex top right there. And then the inside of the top cap has like a silicone little gasket there that fills in the space. I don't get any flooding or anything like that when I fill it up like this. So now I got a full tank. Uh, it's 0.17 ohms, 79 watts. It's It's been a fantastic vape. Somehow the juice feeds and I first built this and I wish I had taken pictures but I first built this and I didn't know what I was doing with the wicks I'm like I'm just gonna stuff all these wicks down in there now that I did that it's working amazingly so now I really want to like fine-tune how I wick it and I, could, I probably could get a lot better performance out of it but as it stands my first attempt came out great oh man it's good the flavor is good it's a nice warm vape it's great. The Bellis tank, obviously, yeah, I'm going to need to spend a lot, a lot more time with it. A lot more time with it. But I'm really interested to rebuild this. I'm really interested to actually get like a good wicking strategy down for it because I just stuffed the wicks. I just, there's like a little deck and I wish I had taken pictures. Man, I really, really wish I had taken pictures. There's just a little deck in there. I stuffed the wicks down. I jammed the deck in there. I screwed it all together. I believe, I don't want to get too cocky here, but I think you can pull the deck out while it's full of juice. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that right now on camera. I'm going to fiddle with this later, but yeah, the Bellis tank so far has been surprisingly awesome. And I got, you know, I didn't know this tank was coming. It just showed up from you one day and I went, oh good, another tank from China, great. I'm so pessimistic about these things now. But I was like, I'll give it a fair shot. So I built it. I'm like, yeah, that was kind of easy. And I don't know what to do with my wicks. I'm just going to stuff them down in there. Turned out amazing. Turned out shockingly awesome. And it's, uh, it's a surprisingly good vape. Nice and warm. Nice and warm and flavorful. It's really, really good. So yeah, Bellis, the Bellis tank. I'll post a link in the description to where you can check it out if you're so interested. So now that we have a first impression segment that's over 30 minutes long, what we're going to do now is reviews for things that never got reviews. Do you ever turn on your air conditioning and then take your head off and put it like covering the air conditioner and then you turn off the air conditioning and then you put your hat back on and it's like it just came out of the freezer? That's exactly what I did, and it, it just feels, oh, feels so good. Anyway, reviews for things that never got reviews. So, 
this is not really super shocking that this never got a review. So this is the iTaste MVP version 3 Pro. As far as I can tell from the Inikin site, they no longer sell the version 3 just. They sell only the 20 watt and then the version 3 Pro. The way it worked was they released the MVP and the MVP2. And then they released the MVP 20 watt. And then they released the MVP version 3, which was the 30 watt. And then very, very shortly after that, it was like a month at the most, they released the Pro, which was a 60 watt. And so I'm like, yeah, I've already done a lot of MVP videos. This is an MVP that is the exact same as the version 3, which I just did a video for, except it does 60 watts. That is literally the only difference. Everything is the same. The body is the same. The 510 is the same. The button's the same. The display is the same. The buttons are the same. The charging ports, this little dongle on the bottom, yeah, it's all the exact same. So no, I'm not going to do a review for this. But I've been using it a lot ever since then. It has remained on my nightstand with a tank full of the high voltage melatonin juice that I'm, I'm out of. I ran out of it, so I stopped using it, and that's what made me remember it as I go, oh, well shit, I never did a review for that. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna attach this 1.5 ohm Magnus coil head on here. Why are you weird, Anakin? Why do you do everything weird? Yeah, it's an MVP. It never got reviewed because it's another fucking MVP. And they released so many of them in so short a time that I just stopped caring. I loved the MVP version one. I even loved the MVP version two. Those were like my main go-to devices. They were regulated, they were boxes. I loved them, getting text messages. I loved them and I used them all the time. And then the three came out and I was like, wow, wow, a 30 watt MVP and it's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm gonna do a review for this. And then they sent the Pro literally a month later, and I was like, really? Uh-uh, no, I'm not biting, I'm not doing this. It's the same fucking thing. Here's my review for the MVP version 3 Pro. It's the exact same thing as the iTaste MVP version 3, except instead of only doing 30 watts, this does 60 watts. Twenty-second review, that could have been it. One thing that I did notice when I first got this though is it's lipos on the inside. You hear that? I have a feeling that that's just the LiPo battery on the inside clacking back and forth between the walls of the mod. And that to me seems very, very dangerous. I don't know if something just fell or it was held in place by small sticky foam pads or something, but when I first got it, I took it out of the box and I was like, MVP should not rattle. It should not rattle at all. And I have a feeling that's just the lipo going and getting stuck in between. Anyway, they ended up sending me like five of these. I ended up giving them all away. I kept the silver one by my nightstand and I use it very rarely. In fact, 
after this, eh, you know what, fuck it. It's gonna go back on my nightstand and I'm gonna use it for nighttime vaping because I like to have a device with a big good battery and a nice tank right by my nightstand right there so that I can lay in bed and play with my iPhone and use my iPad and vape and not worry about having, you know, like a mech mod or a series box that I have to drip on this, that, and the other. That's what I use it for. That's what it's going to get used for. But yeah, MVP version 3 Pro. It just just never, just straight up, never got a review. And it's not bad. Meh, just never got a review. But it's not bad, like I said. I still don't know how I feel about those big foggin' coil heads. I'm interested. I'm going to be interested to use a lot more of those. I'm going to be interested to use a lot more of those. So, that's the vlog. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, I can't wrap it up, of course, uh, without doing my last segment. All right, my favorite comment of the week. Now this uh this seemed pretty popular. This could be my new most popular segment in the vlog video, but uh I appreciate everybody trying to uh eh maybe trying. I noticed some people were really trying to get into that comment of the week. Chances are I'm not going to choose you. What I like to do is go back a couple days to some random obscure videos, not necessarily on the vlog, but I'm trying to find, you know, comments that make me chuckle or that are just ridiculous and over top, and they were cool, but this one, this one beats all of them. Uh, this one was left on, I think this was on the, the coil build video. I think this is on the coil build video as well, but anyway, this guy, Big Men, <laughs> he left a comment that says, you know we can see and if you talk less shit or voic won't do her head and we will give you better fit back you talky too much dud <laughs> what <laughs> that's the funniest shit i've ever read I do, man. I talk too much, dud. And you're right. If you talk less shit or voice or voic. <laughs> if you talk less shit, your voice won't do your head. That's good advice, big man. If you talk less shit, your voice won't do your head. Good times. Good times there. That was hilarious. Well, thanks everybody so much for watching the vlog. I'm going to wrap this up now. We do, as always, have a lot of very cool stuff coming up. I'm going to be in Connecticut this weekend, and I'm overly excited for that. I'm going to be down in New Orleans. I'm going to be at Vapor Dynasty Expo in Phoenix, Arizona, and then I'm going to be in Ireland, and I am pumped. I'm not pumped for all the traveling, but I'm pumped to go to these events. I'm stoked to meet uh, people. I love I, I love meeting people and I love hanging out with people and that's just what I do. I'm a people person. I'm a man of the people. Got some very cool stuff coming up. Uh, as always, tanks, RDAs, box mods, tube mods. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what vaping is. I hope everybody has checked out and uh, tried the Clapton coils. They could not be easier. They're so, so easy uh i'm thinking about doing maybe another tutorial but uh we'll see how that goes but that's what i got thank you so much everybody for watching and as always holy crap what am i gonna grab clouds bro clouds let's keep on vaping